Hello, and welcome to the Northern Grower Podcast. I am your host, Erin, and a warm welcome to our listeners, both Northern, Southern, Eastern, and Western alike. Here in my little part of the world, the temperatures are rising, and we've seen a little bit of snow melt. And I have sown some of my first seeds indoors. So we have some things to look forward to, and it really does feel like spring is coming up just around the corner. Now today's episode, we are going to be delving into some farming and agriculture techniques that can be applicable to um, fellow growers. So whether you are a northern grower or you grow in other parts of the world, we are going to be looking at a specific style of technique that you can adapt to your own local environment. I'm going to be sharing a brief overview of Korean natural farming, or KNF. So like other forms of agriculture that have popped back up, and I say back up because I'm trying to be mindful that many regenerative or permaculture-based techniques, whatever you do want to call them, have been utilized by indigenous populations for a very long time, and they are now coming back into popularity. Um, This method, this is a newer method, but it is uh, about meeting your farm's or your soil's fertility needs with waste that you or your garden, homestead, farm, whatever you have creates. So you're meeting your fertility, your soil's fertility needs with your own waste that you generate. And you're creating that closed loop system. So all with good reason that so many new techniques and methods are coming back or coming into popularity again. And we are hoping and we are seeing more um, farming systems that come back that involve that closed loop system. KNF was founded by Dr. Cho in Korea. It was founded in Korea and he wrote a book called Cho's Global Natural Farming. And I will link it in the show notes. I believe it is available for free on the internet. And if you want to read more, you can find a lot more of the details and background information. And it would be a really good place to start. Another name I'm going to drop here is Chris Trump. He's in the US. And he makes, um, he's been looking at bringing KNF. Uh, over more to the Americas and he's been making really good informative videos on his YouTube channel as well. So please go and look to both those sources for further information. We do some of the practices here in our gardens, um, but I'm by, I would say I'm by no means an expert on this and we aren't going to be delving into all the details here um, because otherwise we would have a very long podcast. So let's start with the fact KNF, let's start with it's rooted in soil health. And soil health is, it's big right now and it's for good reason. So I feel um, that soil health was, when I first started gardening several, several years ago, I feel like it was not a big, as big of a talking topic as it is now. And I think it's a good thing that soil health is becoming more, and understanding soil health is becoming more and more accessible to even a small scale gardener. 
Um, or even I never knew about generating your own. It was only very recently, I feel, that I actually learned about composting and creating your own fertilizer. And I'd always been raised with, well, you go buy fertilizer at the store. Like you need to go buy a synthetically manufactured fertilizer. I didn't know that you could actually uh, make your own fertilizer essentially from your own garden waste. And soil health is so important. It's not only for crops and gardens, but it is also for our planet, of course, and the environment. And of course, you may have heard seen um, documentaries like Kiss the Ground, and they are becoming more popular and bringing soil health, I think, into a more mainstream discourse, which is really good. And it's, you know, it's not just something that understanding like these little systems, these soil health systems, it's not just something for, I feel, something for scientists. Um, although, you know, that is kind of their niche. They're probably smarter at it than I am, but it's not just something anymore for them to research and do in a lab. But it's becoming more and more profound that even as small-scale growers, we have the power to improve our soil health too. And that's something that we can take back into our own hands as well. And so what KNF does, it is a soil health system, a method of uh, farming, but it relies on using your local microorganisms in your growing practice. Um, so the first step would be to collect local microorganisms from your environment. And the key is they have to be local and so one of the things I do love as I started researching KNF more is that although its origins are based in um, more tropical climates, you can use the ingredients that are, and it uses, traditionally it uses ingredients that are not local to us northern growers, you can swap in and out ingredients that are local to you or work for you. So, you know, no matter where you are in the world, um, an antifungal is still an antifungal. So even if they're, we are using different types, they still have the same, same effect. Okay, so basically all KNF is, is a recipe to, you're creating a fertilizer for your garden that's from your local environment. And you can, you can look at the traditional recipes and then adapt it to what suits you. Um, and I definitely find that in farming in general, I would say we don't have a set style or specific technique. We kind of pick and choose and borrow um, methods and techniques from so many different styles of farming too. We, we've we been making our own compost teas, for example, and uh, we use like a water-based calcium solution regularly too. And we use apple cider vinegar that we brew here on site and uh, we'll, we get eggs from a local farmer friend and we will um, use the eggshells in that as well. So definitely utilize what is around you in your local environment first, I say. So anyway, back to, let's look at the KNF recipe. What is the Korean natural farming recipe? And the first step is to, you, so you're going to have to go out and collect uh, your local microorganisms or as we'll call them, IMOs, indigenous microorganisms. So those little, those little microorganisms that are living in your soil, living in your environment, and they are local to your area. And so the first step in the IMO process is to 
uh, you're actually going to need an untreated cedar box. And cedar is the recommended wood or bamboo, but um, for us, cedar is one that we have, cedar wood is widely available to us here in our area, so we use cedar. And place steamed rice in an untreated cedar box. And you're going to have to have small holes drilled in the bottom and cover with paper towel. And you can staple that paper towel down. You want to get it kind of stuck on the top. And then you can put a cage over it uh, to keep out rodents and little creatures going to basically go and investigate. Uh, coyotes here would probably be digging into ours too. So you can cover it with some kind of cage or system to just stop um, creatures, little scavenging creatures going in for that rice. Traditionally, um, you would place, so traditionally in traditional Korean natural farming, you would place the box uh, in an old growth forest and you want to place it around somewhere where you see an abundance of fungi growing. So boreal growers, if uh, you're right up in the boreal forest they're growing, you can probably find small growth forest with fungi. Um, however, if you're right out on, we're kind of in a mix of boreal and prairie, but if you're right out, um, right out in the straight prairies, you can improvise. You might find a little, um, like think of the trees along shelter belts or any little uh, copses of woodland you might have, um, or even just anywhere near where you see fungi growing. So even in the grasslands you have, there will be fungi growing somewhere. So you place it near anywhere you could find fungi growing. You can also help by putting mycelium you find. Um, so go and find some of that mycelium around. So below the kind of the leaf mold, if you're out in the woods or kind of just around in the soil layer, if you're out in the grasslands. So find some of that mycelium mold there and you put it on top of the towel. After several days on top of the paper towel, after several days you can you end up essentially with moldy rice um, and it's you're looking for a specific kind of mold you want like the white fluff it's the telltale mold you're looking for if it's kind of gone white and fluffy you can see white fluffiness on there then basically you've essentially that fungi has it's inoculated that rice, right? So those uh, spores and those microorganisms have also moved onto that rice. So they're in there. You can tell by the if the rice gets white, uh, like a white fluffy mold on it. That's the one you want. And you would mix it with brown sugar just to stabilize it. And that creates your IMO2. So this recipe, you're basically working through these indigenous microorganisms to build different you're working through different stages of it to get to the end stage, which is the one you want, to, and you can dilute that and spray it on your soil and crops. So now you have IMO2. And the substance is then mixed with uh, like a local uh, bran. Um, so typically, traditionally, it's rice bran. Um, here, what might be accessible to us in your local area, or perhaps you even grow it yourself, would be like an oat bran, something like that would work. And you have, you mix it with that, the sugar, uh, white rice fluff solution you have, mix it with some um, bran, which creates your IMO3. And then that little solution you've got going on, 
you would mix with soil. So pick up, you can use, use your own soil on off your land, mix it with some soil, and you're going to compost it. You put it, you compost it, and that gives you your IMO4, your fourth stage. And that's the stage really you can use your fourth stage um, right there and then. So you can use your fourth stage, you can dilute it and use it, or you can even compost it or mix it with wood chips for a further compost. And that gives you your IMO5, which is the final product. That's as far as you want to take it, and then it's ready to use. Um, and then again, of course, you can dilute it and spray it on your soils. And of course, it's not that that is quite a simple overview of it. Um, you can also add throughout the process at different times. You would add different solutions to it. Um, you can add, um, so it's kind of a bit of dealer's choice here, but you could also add water-based calcium solutions. We generally add that. We usually spray our garden with those anyway um, through our own homemade compost teas. Or you can also ferment plant juice. You can add fermented plant juice. There's lots of recipes too on how to get um, your own fermented plant juice. So I know traditionally it would be bananas as well. We, I would encourage you to, you can use like tomatoes, something local, use something that you even grow in your garden. Um, I think I've seen beets as well on there. Um, so use something, you're going to ferment some plant juice and you can add it into different stages in your recipe, your IMO2, your IMO3, your 4, wherever it might be. Um, but I know this is a bit of a brief overview and I kind of flew through the recipe and it can kind of seem overwhelming, but once you get into it, it is just that. It is just following a recipe. It's just following the stages, but then you've harnessed those local microorganisms. So those little microorganisms, they really fuel the soil, right? They take care of the soil. They improve your soil health. So once you have those, you've harnessed them, you've got them and it's going, it has been found to have really good impact on um, local soils. Um, so that is KNF in a nutshell. And you're taking advantage of your local systems to increase your yields, um, you're increasing soil health, and it does also attract earthworms. And you're not using, you know, store-bought synthetic pesticides and herbicides. And really when Dr. Cho... Um, founded or kind of coined Korean natural farming. He did this because it was a way of um, kind of taking back farming from the use of, like he didn't like all the use of the synthetic um, pesticides and herbicides. So this was a way of creating that fertilizer without um, having to rely on synthetics. And of course, it is just like with any other kind of permaculture-based system, it is closed loop. You're creating your own, you're putting back what your farm wastes, you're putting back into your soil. You're creating those closed loop systems, which is so vital for good health, good soil health, and you're improving your local um, environment as well doing that. And like I said, it has uh, I think it has been found to also increase yields and plant and soil health. So um, definitely look up, if you are interested, you can look up Dr. Cho's book. I'll put the link in the show notes. And check out 
Chris Trump on YouTube as well. He has lots of really good detailed videos. Um, he's based in the US and he, he's not Zone 3, but um, his videos are really good at going through um, each stage. He breaks down each stage of the IMO of the recipe, you know, how to get IMO 2, how now you're ready to move on to IMO 3, this is what you do. So he breaks down each stage in videos with quite good detailed um, videos and information there. And like I said, if you even just search around, you can find people have adapted it to meet their local environment. So we do add in um, water-based calcium solutions regularly into our um, stages and ours is we use our own apple cider vinegar we brew here on site. We add in local eggshells, um, like I said, oat bran instead of rice bran for your IMO3 stage. There's so many good alternatives you can use that are local to you. So it's really, really fantastic and adaptable. So I will put um, those links there in the show notes so you can go and read further if you would like. Uh, and there is so much fantastic information out there on the internet as well. So thank you for listening. Um, please reach out to us at uh, the Northern Grower Podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at green.witch.seed.co or you can even look at our website, greenwitchseed.ca and you can sign up for a newsletter and there's a little bit of a blog there and you can also check out our seeds. Um, so thanks again for listening. I'm upcoming in the future. We're going to do more um, I'm going to talk a bit more about different ag techniques and growing techniques and methods and we'll also be, um, it seems to be quite popular. I've had quite a lot of requests for just um, growing, how just basic growing how-tos. So I will also be looking at starting a growing garden staple series and um, especially with the influx of new gardeners, particularly in our area, there's a lot of questions with just how to grow essentials. So we'll also be having that in un upcoming episodes. Thank you. Take care. And I wish you a wonderful week.